I think there might be a lot of lag. Oh no. Yeah, there's like at least three seconds. If okay. Least... There's like at least three seconds of lag. Okay. Yeah, that was like, that was about three. Um, okay, that was, that was much less, that was much less. Okay, let's... Maybe it's because I, I am staring at the phone, wait, thinking of a response. Oh, well. It's, <laughs> okay, there's no lag then. There, you're just delayed in responsing. Responsing? Responsing? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Hello and welcome back to What Do You Think About Books. Today we are going to be talking about King of Scots. Choking on chocolate. That is that is great. Okay. Today we are going to be talking about King of Scars, the first book in the King of Scars duology by Leigh Bardugo. And it might be Lee Bardugo. I don't know. Probably Lee Bardugo. I've heard it. I've, I've heard that more. I've always called it Leigh Bardugo. I've always pronounced it Leigh Bardugo, though. Hmm. Anyway, so Dana, what were your first thoughts? Um, I really liked the book. It was a little slow at the start, and I, I found myself putting it down and wanting to read a different book. But in the second part was when it really got like crazy and weird which is what I liked. So I think yeah. the second part was a lot better than the first part. Um, yeah, I I actually, I really liked the first part of the book. I, I didn't, I didn't like Nina's chapters as much just because it was just like, oh, I'm so sad, especially in the first half of the book when she was still, like, deep in her grief for Matthias. And it was like, Oh no, she's so sad. And I she's she's sad and she's just getting sadder and then she's like and it's just it's not pleasant to read. It's well written, but it's just not pleasant to read. I actually disagree with you. Um I thought the Nina chapters were a lot better, especially since we already knew a lot about Nikolai and Zoya and I didn't feel like I knew a ton about Nina and I, I really like her character and even though she was sad I really thought it was great and interesting yeah because we had three books with Nikolai and Zoya but only two books with Nina and Nina had to share those books with like a ton of other people well I guess so did Nikolai and Zoya but a little bit more so in Sex of Crows Anyway, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think my first thoughts were just that, like, I, I, I did, I definitely enjoyed the second part more than the first part, but I also enjoyed the first part, and I get, I get the feeling of, like, not really being too into a book, that's happened with me quite a bit, <clears throat> the Winter's Trilogy, <clears throat> sorry, yeah. what was that, um, yeah, go ahead. A lot of books are, like, the first part is getting to know the character and just, you know, figuring out the plot, knowing where you are, 
And then the second part is more action and getting to the actual, like, bad stuff. But for this book, it had that, but I already knew the characters, I already knew the setting, and I feel like it was just too long. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, but I feel like... I, I was really interested in Nikolai's situation, and I like all, like, all that, like, politics stuff when it's, when you're just, like, when, I just find that really fascinating, like, the politics of fantasy and magic, it's, it's just, it's, it's great, I love that world building. Yeah, I... I kind of didn't like it too much because of the really unfortunate situation he's in with the whole ally thing, and if he chooses one person, he has to, like, go to war with another person, and he needs everyone to be allied with, and then he also has to choose a bride, which he isn't ready to do, and, like, it's just a little, it was hard for me to read, because I would never want to be in that situation. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. I just, um, I personally, I personally didn't have a problem with that. Like, I felt for them, but it's, it's sad, and that's okay that it's sad, because it was meant to be, it was meant to be frustrating, and it was meant to be all that, so, I don't... Yeah, I, I guess I did like the whole, like, it's not easy to be a ruler like a lot of books portray the king and queen as like these super lazy people but actually rule is like a lot of responsibility and to do it well is like you have to be a really great person and be a really smart person yeah definitely and it's like it's just hard to meet everyone's needs and be liked well i guess that's not really hard for nikolai but Generally speaking, it's just, it's just hard. It, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Um, so, at the end of the book, I was a little confused about all that was happening. So, I just want to get this straight. The Darkling comes back in the priest guy, not the, I guess like the... Yeah, Yuri. That guy. Yuri. Yeah. That guy. That's what happens, right? Yeah, because yeah, Yuri used Yuri was like I don't know. I'm not entirely sure exactly what happened, but I think the gist of it was Yuri was like called upon by the by Elisabetta and possibly the spirit of the Darkling ooh, to fill, uh, fulfill the mission and uh, fulfill his mission and like give himself up to his saint, which is really sad and nobody should do that. If just like public service announcement, if this magic dude calls himself a saint and asks you to give up his body for him and he's, you don't do it. Just don't. Like, that's not a good idea. At all. Yeah. I... I thought it went... Um... Sorry. No. I, well, I want to say two things at once, so I'll just say one thing first. Um, I 
feel bad for Inej because she believes in the thanks and like I know she thinks they're pretty cool but like how would she feel now that she knows that some of them are not good yeah oh I didn't think of that at all I mean I mean who's gonna tell her though because she is with Kaz just doing doing stuff yeah. like being badass but yeah I mean if it, if word gets out to her I think she'd be pretty devastated I mean Alina was Alina is a good person and Juris is a good person, and Grigori is a good person. Oh, well. I guess they're not all bad. Yeah, they're not all bad. Definitely not. Just Elisabetta's, like, a little bit of a love-mad kind of... I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Elisabetta's weird. Um, she's been alive for too long. Yeah, it kind of gets it kind of gets that way, and I notice each of the saints handles it in kind of their own way. Like Juris needs to like fight and needs a worthy opponent. Grigori like locks himself away, and Elizabeth just like goes mad because you know Elizabeth. Anyway. Yeah. Um. When Zoya was like learning about how her powers could, like, she did, wasn't just, just, um, controlled the way that she could also fire, and, and then she was the fabricator, too. I felt a little annoyed because it was like, so if that doesn't exist, what does? And it felt, like, a little crazy and weird, like, how suddenly she could, like, everything. Well, I can kind of tell that the author wanted to do this from quite a while back because I like in I believe Siege and Storm or maybe Shadow and Bone, I can't remember. Maybe Ruin and Rising. I don't know. Back in the original trilogy it was said that um, the, the boundaries between the orders didn't quite exist back in the time that Ilya Morozova was doing his stuff, and so, like, people, like, Alina tries to call him fabricator, but somebody else, like, no, that's not how it worked, he was just, he was just everything, and, yeah, I, I suspect that was kind of foreshadowing for this. I'm not sure, though, because that was way long ago, and Lee Bardrico is a much better author now. Like, these books are, I'd say, objectively, they're better than the original trilogy, though. Okay, so, Dana, what do you want to talk about next? Um, how many saints are there? I believe I can answer that. I think it's either 13 or 14. Um, I... I think there might have been, like, because it says, it says in the book that there, that when Nicola is talking about adding the, possibly adding the Darkling as another saint, and he's saying, no, I'm not going to do this, he says, there are X number of saints on the altar now, and this man wants to add an extra one to make it X. 
but I can't remember what it what it is. What okay. Is for. So, so it says if there's like fourteen or something saints, where are all of them? Are like how did those? I didn't quite get how those people were stuck in the fold. Yeah, it's where's some, everyone else? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure because these three saints, I I will have to look in the Lives of Saints book again, but I believe they were the only ones who bonded with some sort of animal. Oh. I know. I think there was one with a pack of wolves or something, but maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't like get close to the wolves. Is like I don't know. But anyway, I'm I'm not entirely sure about that though. So uh, okay. maybe they were just the closest to the making at the heart of the world. And then they were, the, so they were the only ones who got trapped in the shadow fold. Yeah. Just like, it okay. doesn't really have to have another reason than that. They were just the most powerful people. The most powerful. Yeah. Grisha, or magic users, or whatever. Because it wasn't called Grisha back then. And even though it is now, you shouldn't call me that because it wasn't used back when I was a Grisha. Back in my day. I, I... I never understood that, by the way. They're like, like, everyone is like, oh, you're just super powerful Grisha, and they're like, Grisha is a term from your day, and I'm like, well, yeah, but it's the same, it's referring to the same thing, so, but anyway, I found that, I found that kind of weird. It's just not what they're used to, so they're just, they don't want to be called something that they were never called ever. Well, like not, this, it wasn't a yeah. part of their identity when they were like yeah that's human. true it's like yeah i don't know yeah anyway. well, well like if you were an ancient person and you it was called something else and these newcomers came in and told you that you are actually this now that's what we call you like how would you feel yeah, that's true, that's true. Your You're way right. is wrong, and what you call it is wrong. Well, they weren't really saying that. They were just saying, oh, you're powerful Grisha. Yeah. Well, back in my day. Anyway. Yeah, so I'm... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So... Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, when Nikolai, like, stabbed himself, and, like, it was going pretty well, because he had, like, that thing in his mind where he was, like, talking to the demon, he was like, no, I won't let you control me, like, that dramatic thing, and then I was like, wait, this is too good, this can't actually work, because there's, like, if this is gonna end, there's too much of the book left, and this person... The saint seems super suspicious, and yeah. this is all going to go bad really fast. So I, I wasn't sur surprised when it did. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't actually remember if I was surprised or not in the first read-through. Well, 
I probably wasn't because just of the amount of book left and the structure of how climaxes tend to go like the hero's doing good, then the hero's doing bad, then the hero's doing good, and possibly a little bit more. But it's it's You're... usually just good, then bad, then good. That's the, yeah. That's usually what happens. So I was I was like pretty skeptical of that, like Oh no, you can't control me. But then it was like it kind of it kind of worked, and then it didn't, and then it was bad, and then it was good, and then at the end there was just a tease for a rule of wolves with the darkling. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, me too. It's it's gonna be good. I have not read it yet, by the way. I have. It came out in March, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I have this on my list for the podcast, so I'm gonna hold off. Yeah, that, now it's July, and I was like, oh, don't get me that for my birthday on April 16th, because I want to read it as soon as it comes out. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Um, and now there's an extra two weeks delay, because this podcast is being... Extended. The deadline is being extended. Um, okay. Anyway. Um. Towards, like, just in the second part, I really am coming to love Nina's parts and the who I forget. I always forget names of characters. I'm so bad. Um, the girl she meets. Hannah. I really. Yeah. And then. I really love that whole plot, and I'm really excited about what's gonna happen yes, next. Cause like, same, same. She's in the, she's in the ice court, and she's like gotten like some high level, uh, uh, ice court people to trust her. Yes. So, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very exciting, and I'm I'm definitely looking forward to Nina's parts in the next book because she hasn't really gotten over her grief, but she's. She's pushed through it enough to live with it and not mention it every few, every, like, three sentences, because that's what was happening in the first part, and it was driving me crazy because I was, I wanted to, I wanted the plot to progress without Nina being like, this reminds me of Matthias. And I'm like, Nina, okay, yes, we get it, we get it, you're sad. It's, it's, you're sad. That's, that's very nice. Can we move on with yeah. the plot now? <laughs> I mean, I'm not looking to say that she didn't deserve to feel grief and feel those things. It's just, I don't, I didn't feel it was the right move on the author. I didn't feel that it was the right move on the author's part because it's just like, you're interrupting the plot. You're interrupting the flow of the book every three sentences. Why can't there just be long stretches where and there were long stretches where Nina talks about how much she's sad and then there's a bunch of plot that's not sad and exciting and then there's some more sad stuff and then there's plot why did why did she, why did she have to break up the flow of the plot as well as the having those long sections it just felt like a little bit too much to me mm. I'm, I'm a, I'm a grief and uh, reading that. I think it's actually kind of interesting. 
Yes, it's interesting. It's just, it's, it's just, I'm interested more in the plot than in her grief. <laughs> if you want to see her rescuing Grisha, Matthias's name, not moping about Matthias. Oh, 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 um, uh, uh, the, the wolf. Trassel, yes, Trassel. Uh, I was so sad that Nina didn't, like, get to know him better and, like, I'm sad that she went to the ice court now because, I mean, I mean, we'll probably get to see the wolf later, but I really wanted them to become friends. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think they are going to become friends. And I yes. I, I doubt Labor Duo would have put Trassel into the book if he wasn't go going to play a part in the grand scheme of things. So I, I think, I think, I think he's going to show up more. Ish, we're doing yeah. predictions stuff, like, I don't know, 11 minutes in, into the podcast. Oops. Oh, wait, no, it's more like 21 minutes. I'm forgetting I'm forgetting the amount of time we spent walking downstairs trying to get the internet to connect. Um, anyway. So. Yeah. Um. What what did I want to say? I I had important things that I wanted to say, and now I've forgotten. Them. Oh um. Yes. The whole the whole like thing when a bunch of um kingdoms came and were at the whole party and then how there was like just I thought there was like a super dramatic plotline that I think like we didn't need it, but it was great because. It doesn't do a lot for the story. I mean, Nikolai feels really bad about the whole killing thing. Yeah, I, oh no, it like oh my God, that was it, so it didn't need to happen, but it was great. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it. It should have like a couple pretty big ramifications. I mean, his marriage to the shoe princess, whose name I'm forgetting at this moment, was like inevitable if that wasn't going yes. to happen if that party hadn't happened and i suspect that will be pretty important but airy airy kirkabat i think yeah Kabon? i have no I, idea yes it probably is going to happen anyway and i just i think it was a cool way to make it happen yeah i predicted the twist where Aerie was the guard like very very early I'm I'm not entirely um, I mean during my first read through because I was like hey why is the guard worse at fighting <laughs> than the princess like that that makes no sense at all like I mean Tamar is really good at fighting but not not that, good. not that good. Like not not as good as not as good as like um <laughs> royal guard. Oh, wait, I was about to say not as good as a royal guard type, and then I and then I was like, oh, she's a royal guard type. Anyway, um, but I I doubt she would have been able to <laughs> defeat the. Mayu, or whatever, so easily, because, like, she's supposed to be really good. Mayu's supposed to be, like, 
amazing fighter, and apparently Aerie is an amazing fighter. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, so you have you have yeah, anything yeah. else? Whoa, 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 whoa! What was that? Um, echo. You have anything else you want to talk about? Do you have anything you want to talk about? Well, I was hoping you'd ask, because I don't think so. I don't. I don't think I have anything else I want to talk about. I kind. Of, oh yeah, I kind of feel like it's cool how the two main villains from both of the series have come back. There's Yarrow Blue, who I I realize is not the villain of Crooked Kingdom, but he is the villain of Six. Whoa, Echo. Whoa. Echo. Okay, there's no Echo anymore. I I realized that he wasn't the um main villain of Crooked Kingdom, but he was the main villain of Six of Crows, arguably, especially with Nina and Matthias. And then there's the Darkling, and they're both they're both in in there, and they're both villains. And they're both going to be villains in Roll of Wolves. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I I wasn't, yeah, like I said earlier, I wasn't super surprised about, like, the Darkling coming back. I'm not sure if I said that exactly, but, like, the Darkling has, came back so many times. You kept thinking he was dead. And so it was like, the author's like, why not throw in another one of those? Yeah, it's like, he's just, like, pretty persistent, like, well, more than that. He's he's just he's he's uh, I don't know. It feels like some people have said that why did they have to bring the darkling back again? He was already like he was already defeated so many times. Why did they have to make him defeated again? Because that like just it's just like beating a dead horse. Like You've already seen him defeated so many times. Why do? Why does he have to come back? But I kind of disagree because it feels like he just comes back even worse each time, and they have to, and the heroes have to like contend with new tricks and stuff. And I wonder if we're gonna see some of Alina and Mal after this because it's like he's he was the enemy of their story because and. Like, they might, they might be like, oh no, he wasn't defeated after all. Oh golly, gee yeah. willikers. I think he's gonna do maybe a little more helping than hurting in this book. Yeah. Because, well, he, he's in there, like, they have captured him, I'm not sure how long that's gonna last, but, um... I feel like might be helping them for a price. There'll probably be some betraying in there. Yeah, Darkling. I mean, there might be there might be a plot line with like Zoya being Zoya being like, oh, well, the Darkling is bad. Why are you, why are you accepting his help? Because he's just gonna turn around and betray us, and Nikolai's like, nah, he's fine, and then the Darkling betrays them, and Joy is like, I, I told you so. 
Well, I think Nikolai's pretty, like, doesn't trust the Darkling at all and never will again because of what he did to Nikolai. Well, yeah. That, that was but... a pretty intense thing, thing that he had to go through, and right. I would give someone, right. even if I was always feeling good, Nikolai. Yeah, but Nik- Nikolai still, like, was more accepting of Yuri and his, like, what's the word? Whatever, his religious beliefs of the Darkling being a saint. Um, then Zoya was, and Zoya was like, oh... No, you can't accept him because the Darkling was did terrible things, and the Darkling killed my aunt, who was the only person who loved me. I'm sad. Mm. Um, but anyway, well, it's like, yeah, go ahead. Nikolai only like let him come into the palace, so because he's just trying to be popular, and that was a way to appeal to people, like. He invited the person in to talk and hang out, which would make the people who are in the Starless Saint cult thing happy, but, like, doesn't actually make the Darkling a saint, will actually make the common people happy. So I think what Nikolai did was a good thing because he was trying to make all people happy. He was never actually going to make the Darkling a saint. that is true, but... The point is that Zoya was being like, having none of it. Like, Zoya was like, no, he's not being accepted anywhere near you because the Darkling was a terrible person. And how could he even think about thinking about considering this? Yeah. And Nico's like, calm down, Zoya. Sometimes things need to be done for the greater good. And I think that might, and I think that might come into play. In World of Wolves yeah. too, but with the actual Darkling. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go to readings and predictions? We've been going for quite a long time. A lot of that's sure. been debugging, but it's like almost 40 minutes. So, actually 40 minutes, uh, like, right now. So, I think, I think we should move on to readings and predictions. Okay. So, Dana, what do you rate this book? Um, a nine out of ten because it was really great. I um really loved it except for just some boring parts in the first part. All right, yeah, I'm gonna say nine out of ten too because Nina's Nina's story in the first part was really sad, and I I thought it, that was nice, but it didn't have to be all sad. It was like I wasn't looking forward to reading it because there was. In the first few chapters, it was like, there's the plot, but the plot was being interrupted by, like, Matthias, 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 and I'm like, calm down, okay? I'm not talking to you, Nina, I'm talking to Leigh Bardigo, because Leigh Bardigo is going a little bit crazy under grief here, and, like, that's okay, but, like, why, why do you have to, why do you have to hammer it in so much? Like, it's it's okay, we get it from the long stretches when she talks about Matthias, and those are fine. It's just, you don't have to interrupt the, the plot. Like I said before. Ah! 
But other than that, it was really good. <laughs> okay. Anyway, go ahead. Predictions? Yeah, predictions. Okay, so the next book will mostly be around um, just all the political stuff, and I think the demon that's still inside Nikolai, what, um, will actually not be a bad thing, but a good thing, and will help him be, like, a superhero or something, Um, because he's kind of learned how to master it, and I think Zoya's going to be pretty cool, but... Um, everyone else is going to be a little freaked out because of her weird powers. Um, there's going to be some Darkling doing some sketchy things, and uh, they're going to just try to survive and keep Veronica safe. Yeah, I already. Uh, yeah, I agree with most of that. I already. I'm flinching so hard at the word superhero if because I'm currently reading the Reckoners trilogy, and if you have read the Recommenders trilogy, then you will know what I mean. Uh, anyway, so it's like, yes, I feel like most of that stuff will happen. Also, there might be some conflict with Darkling and Zoya, I'm Nikola and Zoya over whether to accept the Darkling, and then the Darkling does some backstabby things because he's the Darkling, and but maybe they'll handle it better this time because they're aware of the Darkling's backstabbiness. And yeah, and Trassel's gonna come back and Nina's gonna be a dice court and being cool and she might have to hold herself back against Jarl Broom because she's like, no, Matthias, I will get revenge for Matthias. Ah, ah. But anyway, so yeah, she's gonna be deep undercover there and Trassel's gonna be helping her and yeah, all that stuff. Alright, so, that is the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the next book we're going to be reading is Rule of Wolves by Leigh Bardugo. It's the second book in the King of Scars duology. And, yeah. So. Okay. Cool. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.